Welcome to the Blood Brothers Podcast. I'm Ben Steiger, and joining me today is my friend Steve Cisco. And uh, thankful to have you on. And I'm excited yeah. for our guests to hear from you, uh, my friend. Uh, you are a mentor of mine in many ways. You're also one of our board members at Blood Brothers. Uh, but how did how did we meet? I think we talked about this just the other day, matter of fact. Yeah, it was a. Uh... Yeah, yeah, guys, guns, and grills, real yeah. early in, in that, yeah, yeah, and uh, I was working a station. Yeah. Um, you had no idea who I was and saw uh, some potential, hey, go work that Lever Action 22 station. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, all right, you trust me, you don't even know me, so it was good. Yeah, I didn't trust fun. you, I trusted your friend Rick Miranda, now that, I, now that I remember, he That's brought right. you along, Yeah. and... Uh, yeah, your trust was was uh, was through a, a friend that I trusted, and yeah. then where did it go from there? Uh, started hanging out in uh, the mornings in the in the, the little uh, hunting barn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. At uh, the the boulder, and um, just grew to love the the concept, and then grew to love you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was mutual. Then we started hunting together. And well, never really together. You just kind of sent me out to flounder, but I'm pretty sure I hunted with you some. <laughs> I we, think so. I think I think I wasn't even thinking about telling any of those yeah. stories, but that would be funny. For who? For anybody <laughs> listening, <laughs> and for me to remember. Yeah. So, dude, yeah. Uh, you know it's crazy when you think about uh, some of those first first days of hunting, but. I didn't know you, and I didn't know that you were directionally challenged in the wilderness <laughs> yet. And if I would have known, there's no way that I would have told you, in my mind, clearly where to go. Yeah. And if I would have known what was going to happen next, I wouldn't have done that. What happened next? Yeah. Well, I, I went right to the exact spot where you told me to go, and there wasn't a stand there. I'm like, there's just there's no stand. What, what do I do? So I just muddied up the entire area. Like there was no way a deer was going to come in after all the walking <laughs> I did. And I finally get back to the little bend in the trail and I, I called you. I'm like, hey, what? there's no tree stand here. <laughs> and you're like, hey, just just sit where you are. Wait for the sun to come up and you'll, I, I think you'll, you'll find it. I'm like, all right. So I sit and uh, sun finally comes up and I'm looking around. I'm sitting right underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> now, was, was that the time that you heard a dog barking and you thought it was our dog? <laughs> no, no, that was another time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's when I screwed up. That's when I screwed up stamina time. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that because he talked about uh, him seeing you go back and forth. Yeah, sa Sasquatch in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm done. I'm going back to the to the barn. And, and uh, I heard this dog. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. I'll... I know. It wasn't your dog. I went the complete opposite direction. And then I see your sweaty mess. But yeah. So that was the first or second time, but then there was a third time. I don't remember the first Oh, wait, no, that was, you're right, the second time yeah. was you were right on his side. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, we laugh about it now, uh, but it was so obvious to me uh, where the stands were, and I didn't think you'd have any problems finding it. Sure. Uh, but the reality was, is that you did have problems finding it. Isn't that so much like life? Like guys 
like we feel like they should know what to do. We feel like they should know where to go and right. how to get there. And in so many cases they should, but yet, man, many guys just don't know. And when I think about what I do and I think about what you do, and we're going to talk about that, uh, I've learned so much about what it means to come alongside a man mm. in life and in his pursuit of Jesus. So many men don't go because they just don't know how to get there. And when I think about discipleship and I think about what you do, discipleship is helping men get to where they could be and where they should be uh, in a palatable form, you know, in a way that they can grow and they can go. So tell yeah. us a little bit about what you do in helping men uh, get to where they go. Yeah, it's uh, you know pretty cool being a product of what we do and now mm -hmm. getting to come into professional baseball from this angle. Tell us, what, what do you mean being a product? <laughs> so um, in 1993, I came to Ohio for the first time visiting my wife's family was in a snowmobile accident, broke my neck, back, and left arm. Um, I had already signed a professional baseball contract, and the Kansas City Royals were fairly disappointed. Mm. Um, I had to stay in spring training. I didn't heal uh, well and went down to extended spring training, and it was about half season before I got back to a full season team, and I was sitting on the bench. Mm. I didn't know how to sit on the bench. I had never sat on the bench in my life, and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I saw another guy sitting on the bench that knew how to deal with it. He had peace, and mm. I wanted what he had. Um, I was starting getting invited to these Bible studies, which I, it was a little odd. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll go. I studied Eastern philosophy, transcendentalism, sports psychology, and I kind of mm. thought I had it all up here. And, you know, so I would uh, share some of my philosophy, and they would gently uh, rebuke or correct with the word. And... It never even dawned on me that what they were reading was valid or invalid. Mm -hmm. I just knew I wanted what Jason had. Mm -hmm. And they refuted it um, with the word. And finally, uh, I don't remember where we were. Um, might have been Second Timothy uh, 1.7. So God didn't give us a spirit of timidity, but the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. I can have sound mind. I, I can... I'm not going to be some robot out there. And like, I get it. Where do I sign up? He goes, I think he just did. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, what do we do now? He goes, the same stuff we've been doing. And so that's how I started my journey. Uh, and just in fellowship and walking with the Lord with um, my teammates, uh, which you can't get a stronger bond with, with someone that you work with than when that relationship is rooted in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I grew in my faith, and I knew that I was going to be in vocational ministry at some point. And finished my playing career in 2002, was a youth pastor for three years after that. And then in 2005, I came on staff with Baseball Chapel. Mm -hmm. And now uh, I am the president and get to encourage and equip pastors all over this country to be in the game, uh, pastoring, shepherding, discipling ballplayers and their families mm, that's yeah. so cool you know and you know you said it i am a product of what you now right. believe you know that you get to not only have reaped the the reward of somebody else's labor 
but now you are the one doing the labor and so many others get to reap the reward of, of and the, the work and sacrifice and love and investment you know that you put in day in and day out to lead these men so right now you are leading leaders who lead leaders but you know it just goes tear tears its way down to uh individuals but uh you know if you consider that story of you being lost in the woods Mm -hmm. uh, and you saying, man, it sure would have been great if you'd have gone with me a couple times, you know, because you don't get lost in the woods anymore. Yeah, you you learn the hard way. But if man, if I would have gone with you and helped you understand kind of how to how to find things better, mm -hmm. man, that would have saved you a lot of sweat, a lot of heartache and might have got you a deer a lot sooner. But, yeah. you know, when you consider that in reality to. Uh, guys just fumbling a lot along in life without purpose. What's that? What's that bring to mind? Yeah. Well, it wasn't the instructions. I got to the exact point where you told me to go. Where I stumbled was knowing the kind of tree that the stand was in. Mm -hmm. And had I had a little bit deeper knowledge, I would have understood that. And so a personal walk through the woods with, hey, pin oak. I can't think of any other poplar. Ash or <laughs> see, cedar see, or right? whatever. Yeah. And that, <laughs> now you know why I get lost. <laughs> nah. yeah. So it was a cedar that the, the stand was in. And it just never dawned on me. I'm looking for a big, tall tree, and here's this smaller cedar. And had I known or realized what a cedar was, I probably would have walked right up. Mm. Um, so the, the experience is so important when you walk with somebody. It's one thing to have a head knowledge. This is what you guys talk about all the time, right? It's, it's mind, heart, um, and soul. Uh, you know, it, it's the physical and the spiritual and the mental. If it's just cognitive, um, we're about relationships. Love God, love mm -hmm. others. And if it's just cognitive, you're never going to be able to go deep. Yeah. Um, and so you have to have the emotion. You have to have the spiritual in order to um, connect with people. And when you connect with people, then you're doing life with them. When you're doing life with them, mm. now um, they can recognize what a cedar is. Yeah. And um, when they have questions and they call, it's okay to, you know, to humble yourself and go, hey, I need to call my mentor. And he goes, just sit. When the light mm. shines on it, you'll see it, right? And there, there it was. And so I learned through failure that uh, I was sitting underneath the cedar. And so it's one thing to uh, learn a lesson like that if you don't have a mentor, um, but how much more will we be able to impact lives if we're walking intimately along with somebody? Yeah, yeah. You know? And that happens in, in uh, a number of ways. Uh, you know, we get, we get into Scripture, but if we're not... Uh, as leaders, I think we fall into the trap sometimes of of reading the Bible so that we can impart the word right. instead of ingest the word. Yeah. And if we're ingesting it, it's naturally going to come out. Mm. You know, so take everything you heard me say in front of many witnesses and pass along to reliable men. Mm -hmm. You don't just write them a note with the scripture on it, but you walk alongside mm. them, yeah. and then they're able to teach others because yeah. they've taken your example. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. One of the things uh, that I love about you, and there's so many things, I mean, we have a neat friendship and uh, I'm so grateful uh, for it. We have fun together. We, we enjoy challenge together and whether it's fishing in Colorado or elk hunting. Well, I guess we haven't been elk hunting. We haven't been elk one hunting. Day. But, yes. but deer hunting or, or whatever, yeah. uh, or just hanging out. I mean, both of our wives love each other. It's yeah. just a great time. But one of the things that I love is your hunger for the Word of God. Mm. And uh, it's so encouraging, too. And I want our listeners to hear this because you didn't go to Bible school. You didn't have mm. theological training. Like, uh, God called you, and you rose to the challenge. You surrendered to it. And you allowed him to equip you. And you know the Word of God better than most people I know, most leaders that I know, most pastors you know that I know that went to went to school. But what? Uh, how did that happen? Like, uh, man, you didn't go to school, and you became a youth pastor, and then then you got into you know uh, baseball chapel, and uh, you worked your way up, and or God worked your way up yeah. in the organization. Now you're leading the organization and discipling multiple men, what, hundreds? Hundreds of men that are discipling thousands? Yeah. That's incredible. So so yeah. how, how did that happen? Like, what was it that gave you that desire? Well, the, the one word answer, which is very worshipful for me, is the Holy Spirit. Right, and that's, that is how I know that God is real because of the change that happened in me. Mm. Um, I wasn't a student in college. I went to college to play baseball. I wasn't a student in high school. And I didn't become a student until I received Christ. And there was a hunger in me to get to know Him more. Mm. The way that I got to know Him more was the Word of God. Yeah. And so to, to be intimate with Him, He... He gave us this, this book that isn't just words on a page, but life, right? I mean, it, 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 it reads us, it's been said, right? It reads us more than we read it. Mm, and yeah. when it becomes real in your life and you're able to walk it out, again, cognitively, there's a lot of things that make sense and there's a lot of screwy things in there. But when the Spirit opens you up to it, it just gives you a hunger. Mm. And, um, you know, and that's part of my gifting as well. So teaching is uh, one of my spiritual gifts. It's really the highest gift. And it's kind of this right here, you know, not in front of a, a congregation, but the, the intimate part of it. Um, that's what I love. That's how I'm wired. My personality um, leans mm -hmm. this way. And so to get into the Word so that I can be relational is paramount. You know, when I started dating Karina, I knew a lot about her. You know, she was a gymnast. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so we didn't have a swim team, so the gymnasts had the best unis on campus, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, so I, I took interest. And when I got to know her, um, I didn't know her personally, more just about her. I knew her friends. I knew the food she liked. There was a lot I knew about her, but I didn't know her intimately. Well, uh, the more I uh, hung out with her, the more I got to know her personally and started falling in love with her. And, mm -hmm. and no, I went from knowing about her to knowing her. And that's what the Word of God does. Like when you first open it up, you learn, to, you, you learn about God, mm -hmm. right? And he, he reveals that to you. But the more you read, um, the more intimate it becomes and you start to really know mm -hmm. God because He reveals Himself to you. And it's incremental. Yeah. He doesn't do it all at once, 
because we just can't ingest the whole thing. It's a pretty big book. Yeah. Um, and it's not a one-time read. It's mm -hmm. something that you read over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Even the same verse um, will change you and mature you over time. Yeah, yeah. That is so good, man. It's so true. You know, like uh, I've read, you know, through the Bible multiple times, and uh, there's no... There's no pat on the back, you know, for that. That is all about my mm -hmm. hunger and yeah. my desire to accomplish what you've accomplished, knowing my Jesus, my Savior, better, knowing myself, you know, better, knowing who God has called me and created me to be. But, man, each time I read it, I'm in a new season of life, and I have new wisdom, new understanding, right. and I can see something that I couldn't see before and uh, it is just incredible you know it's called the living word you know Jesus was the word the Bible's the word like it's incredible and so many people don't get to experience what you and I have experienced people yep. have been going to church their entire life you know they're considered mature Christians yet they hardly know the word and many of them aren't free men you know like yep. like they, they don't have purpose, and they're not fulfilled. They're checking all the boxes. Some of them serve in church. Some of them are elders in church. But uh, their life's not defined by the freedom of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And what would you say to, to, to men, to women that have been going to church their, their entire life, and they've read the Bible some, they've do, done the right things, but yet there's this gap. Yeah. Uh, well, you said the word freedom, and I think that that is a huge word for me. And Galatians 5, at the very beginning, you know, he says, for freedom Christ has set you free, right? Yeah. So we, we understand that, but, but how? Because he, Paul goes right into the flesh is against the spirit, and the spirit is against the flesh. And then he, he says, all right, here's what, what is going to benefit you. Here's what's going to make you more intimate. Uh, you need to walk with the spirit. You need to be led by the spirit. Yeah. Have the fruit of the spirit. Um, and live by the Spirit, which is just our breath. Live by the Spirit and then keep in step with the Spirit. Um, it's a big theme throughout chapter 5, but it's also in contrast to the things that control us. Mm. And so he goes through this, also this long list of what things um, creep into our lives that pull us away from the Spirit. So the flesh is against the Spirit, Spirit is against the flesh. And it's, it, what it really boils down to is identity. It's like, where, where do we want to place our identity? Am I just a husband? Am I just the president? Am I just the, um, you know, a father? Um, am I defined by what I did in high school? Like I was the quarterback, you know, mm -hmm. is that what defines you? So when we allow Christ to define us, a couple things happen. Number one, it hurts mm -hmm. because it pulls us away from an idol, which is Ourselves. really what identity is. Exactly. Yeah. Right, so our ego, um, when we humble ourselves, then Christ lifts us up, according to James. And so our 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 lives have to be defined by God, um, and we take on His character, which is the fruit of the Spirit. So when we've been led and walking with and intimate with the Spirit, the fruit comes out. Mm -hmm. And this is my favorite illustration. You've heard it before, mm -hmm. but if if I have love, joy, and peace in my life, like I, I mean, the fruit of the Spirit when it comes out, you're like, oh yeah, that that dude's pretty locked in. Like, I want what that guy has. That's what Jason had. Mm. That's what attracted me to him. And I wanted, I knew there was something different. I wanted it. It was the fruit of the Spirit. But if we have love, joy, and peace, and I don't, I'm not being patient, what do you see? 
I see arrogance or frustration. Or... Yeah, impa or impatience too, yeah. right? Like right. if you're not seeing me being patient, you see impatience, you don't see anything else. Mm -hmm. And so all of that fruit has to be there at the same time. And if we're not identifying ourselves as followers of Christ, moment to moment, which seems almost impossible to do, we're sinners, and so it is impossible mm -hmm. without Him. But if, <laughs> if um, I have love, joy, and peace, and I'm not being patient, you see impatience. Like if I walked into the room without pants on, your first mm -hmm. thought's not like, hey, nice shirt. You know, like you're going to notice what's missing in my life, and our wives mm -hmm. notice on a daily mm -hmm. basis. Yeah. Our kids notice, our coworkers notice. Um, and, and, and so it is... It, you have to be in the Word. You have to be in fellowship. Um, you have to be walking and led by the Spirit, which is a lot, you know, a lot of times we do that by being in communication with God, mm -hmm. um, in a quiet place with God. And you give Him that, and you allow Him into everything, now all of a sudden the fruit comes out yeah. because the Spirit is leading you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that is so good. Uh, we could go on and on. And uh, we're going to have to do a few more uh, of these sit-down talks for the podcast because it is, it is good. You know, but at the end of the day, uh, man, we, we need more Jesus, you know, and, yeah. and he's given us access to him. You know, everything that you just said, uh, individuals that aren't experiencing that, they can experience that. Like, yeah. it is possible. Freedom, fulfillment, and purpose is possible. And it's not because God's not willing. It's because of how individuals are aligning their life and allowing Him access to their life. Right. And uh, if, So if you could give our listeners, you know, just in a couple of words, one, one step, one thing, or, or, or one prayer... What, what, would it, what would it be yeah. based off of this time? No, that's good. And this is going to sound counterintuitive when it first comes out of my mouth. But don't make him a priority mm. in your life. Right. Right? Because now all of a sudden he's on your list and he's another checkbox. Mm -hmm. You make him the authority of your life. Yeah. And when he's the authority, now he is in everything you do and the reason for why you do it. Amen. Not a priority, but an authority. Uh, yeah. You spoke that to me many years ago, and uh, it has stuck in my heart, you know, ever since. That uh, man, he is our authority, right. you know, and uh, some of the things that he has told us and commanded us to do. So often, we consider it optional, but he's our authority. It's not an right. option. That's right. You're not going to be free if you don't obey him. Yeah. But when you recognize that it's all out of love from him, man, it just draws you into a deep, intimate, loving mm -hmm. relationship where you just want more. And uh, so that's good. Not not our priority, but our authority. And yeah. uh, my, my encouragement to listeners out of that is to uh, just man, ask, ask the Father uh, what he thinks about that in their own personal relationship. You know, God, do I consider you a priority? Or do I consider you my authority? Yeah. And just give God the opportunity to speak into that vulnerably and, uh, and then start to recognize areas that you're just checking boxes instead right. of in a true relationship. Yeah, and you'll, you'll notice that you're growing when it hurts. Mm, so yeah. you're going to find the areas where he, he, he kind of digs into a little bit. He's like, mm, I, I, 
Like yeah. you've you've given me like let, let's talk about this. No, I. But this is no. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Right. And relinquishing those little things that you still have control of. Mm-hmm. Um, seek out somebody that you know it, it has your best interest in yeah. mind that you can talk about this stuff with too. So on a real practical level. Um, we want to talk to our Heavenly Father who will reveal these things. Mm-hmm. And then we have to talk to flesh and blood um, mm-hmm. because I've lived it, you've lived it. Like, yeah. let's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Mm, that's neat. Well, my brother, thanks for spending some time with me, with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, to our listeners, thanks for tuning in for another uh, Blood Brothers podcast episode. Please uh, like and share. Uh, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, please let us know how God is using this podcast in your life. Until next time, see you later.